Hey, this is Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, a weekly podcast from KCUR Studios by me, Gina Kaufman. Think of these short stories as letters from me to you, just reminders that real people are still out there. Mother's Day is not a Hallmark holiday. The holiday being celebrated today with flowers and cards actually traces its roots back to a proclamation written by Julia Ward Howe in 1870, urging mothers all over the world to go on strike. Their first order of business? End all war. The proclamation is bold. Arise, all women who have hearts, it reads. Say firmly, we will not have great questions decided by irrelevant agencies. We women of one country will be too tender to those of another country to allow our sons to be trained to injure theirs. According to this 150-year-old document, world leaders should not be able to send people off to war without answering to the moms. Even now, that's a radical concept of motherhood, a role typically understood to be personal, private, domestic. This proclamation dares to imagine the work of moms happening outside the home. It imagines the experience of motherhood having a respected place at decision-making tables. In the last year, mothers have been aptly called the shock absorbers of American society. Our individual choices, to the extent that we had choices, added up to a large-scale retreat from many of our identities outside of motherhood. With Kansas Cityans facing loss of income, loss of community, a deadly pandemic, racism and violence, I've seen lots of people fighting not just for survival, but justice. A lot of them are moms. All of the organizing I do is really deeply rooted in being a mother. That's Janae Manley of KC Tenants, an organization that's worked throughout the pandemic to stop evictions. Janae is a single mom. She worked three jobs before having twins. She grew up in a one-bedroom cabin and lived, for a while, in a tent. She told herself that if she worked hard, she wouldn't have to face that kind of poverty again. Like, I'm going to save up my money. I'm going to be good. Like, I'm going to do so right. Like, I got this. I'm never going to be poor again. There's just no way. But figuring out how to have time to care for her children and still come up with enough money to pay the rent has been a constant puzzle. At the start of the pandemic, she was working overnight shifts at Quick Trip, trying to make up for an unexpected rent hike by putting in extra hours. Then came COVID-19. Her kids came home from school, and her resolution to work however many hours it took to get by became untenable. I've sacrificed so much of my ability to be a mom in order to pay the rent. So, like, it's taken away from my ability to, like, love them and care for them in the way that I want to. I actually don't get to sit in the joy part of that because of how much I have to, like, fix things in order for my kids to survive. The day Janae went to her first Casey Tenants meeting, she decided to tell her story at a press conference that night. She's been doing it ever since, involving her kids as much as she can. Like, this fight is very clearly for me, but it's so that my kids don't have to internalize the things that I internalized and so that they don't grow up in a world and end up fighting every day as adults in order to survive. I asked Janae what a perfect Mother's Day would look like to her. I just think it's really hard because, like, 
I think everything about motherhood that is celebrated is our sacrifice. And like, like I get that, but also like motherhood shouldn't just be what we give up. I have always imagined the act of motherhood as something very political. Paku Her was an activist before she became a mom. For her, that started with pregnancy and childbirth. I also knew that it was important for me, as a woman of color in particular, to think about what it meant to have the support that I needed in a medical system that doesn't always support women of color. So she carefully assembled a birth team she could trust to listen to her throughout her journey. I'm not a physician. I'm not an OB. I'm not a midwife. But there were things that I knew I could learn. And those were things that would be very empowering and radical for me as a mom, as somebody about to give birth to another human being. Now she's raising two mixed-race Asian-American daughters with her husband. The girls are nearing their teen years, and Paku is grateful for a career in anti-racism work. It's prepared her for the conversations she's having at home. We, as parents, are choosing to teach our young people in a particular way, not because we're raising children, but because we're raising adults. We're raising people who will function in the world um, and exist in the world. On the day of the shooting in Atlanta that killed eight Asian-American women, Paku listened to the news as her 12-year-old daughter brushed her hair in the next room. And she just said to me, are people going to come and kill us too? And that's, that's what she said. We didn't talk anything about what had happened. And I said, wait, what are you talking about? The question startled her despite the fact that she's been speaking out against anti-Asian hate since long before the pandemic-related uptick in anti-Asian violence. You know, and as a mom, oh my God, like I want to cry just thinking about what that conversation was like. Because no mother wants to have a conversation with their child about their own fears of being killed. Millions of, millions of mothers do it all every day. I mean, it happens all the time. Nobody wants to have that conversation. Paku's hope in her work outside the home is for everyone to be loved and appreciated for who they are. The work she does as a mother is part of that. It's preparing real people to be able to exist in that kind of world. So it's not just that they get to be in a world where somebody feels that for them, but where they also behave in ways that um, are open and accepting and appreciating of others. And when that openness and acceptance and appreciation doesn't exist or is faulty or they experience it as incomplete, then they can feel inspired to try to complete it. Kelly Allen says she was radicalized when her grandmother died. Her grandmother died of ovarian cancer after receiving diluted chemotherapy treatments from Kansas City pharmacist Robert Courtney. Something just changed in my world when it came to how I look at motivation and money. People who do bad things to other people to have more money, it's something that I just cannot tolerate. Kelly went to UMKC in her 30s as an untraditional student with a job, a kid, and lots of bills for a degree in urban studies with a directive in housing and community development. She'd been motivated by seeing her neighborhood where she'd built a strong community for herself and her son gentrify to the point where she didn't know if she could afford to stay. 
Like Janae Manley, Kelly participates in Casey Tenants, shutting down online evictions in a pandemic when people had been told the safest place to be was at home, felt familiar. It felt maternal. I mean, that mama bear stuff people talk about, which in some ways is like annoying gendering because dads feel it too. And some moms don't always feel that and that's okay. But that carnal, like, I cannot believe somebody did this to my kid. Like the first time I felt that, I remember Kenny got stung by bees. I was crushing them in my fingers. And that's the same feeling that drives her as an activist. Kelly just bought a house. It's a fixer-upper that she spends all day rehabbing before coming back to her half-packed-up rental where she falls asleep working on her laptop. The chaos of it would have once embarrassed her, but she's learning to get over that. Society tells us that we have to, like, I don't make it to the bake sale or something and am perceived as, like, deadbeat mom. it's, It's tough out there. Like these other moms, I pick my battles, sometimes prioritizing the ones outside my house over a messy kitchen. The world tells me this isn't what a mom does, but I know myself to be a full-time mom with maternal knowledge and perspective guiding me all the time. Sometimes it's to wipe a runny nose and sometimes it's to weigh in on a community issue. To me, these things have never actually been separate. This last year, with my child sometimes showing up on Zoom calls, it's finally visible. That's a change I embrace. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman. It's a weekly podcast from KCUR Studios based on a column I write for KCUR.org that comes out on Sundays. It's edited by Barb Shelley, and the podcast is produced by Mackenzie Martin with music from Blue Dot Sessions. Catch you next week.